so Acts chapter 12, Peter's miraculous escape from prison. So listen up carefully. It's a fabulous story. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked at the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. You're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it was so, they said, it must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. And then he left for another place. In the morning, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Tuesday morning, the service planning meeting came, and I was reading this passage and thinking about Cafe Church, and as I was thinking about this, this passage struck me as a gift. 
It is a gift because there's about a hundred of you in this room and I reckon there are probably close on about a hundred different characters in the story that we've just read. And so I thought what we would do would have a bit of a cafe church dramatic reenactment of Peter's miraculous escape from prison. Does that sound like fun? Yeah, maybe. Some of you it sounds like absolutely the opposite of fun. But we're going to go with it. Now, remember the rules of Cafe Church are this. If you want to participate, we really want you to participate. If you want to sit it out, there is absolute freedom to do that too. So I'm just hoping that there are enough of you who are really up for a dramatic reenactment of this story. Now, if you check through all the bits and pieces you've got on your tables, you may find not absolutely every table, but most table will have at least a couple of names of characters. And some tables will have underneath their table a few props, okay? So now is the time, if you've not found them already, to identify your props. I'm really sorry, you guys over here. I didn't, I didn't set your table up. So you've not got any bits and pieces. Uh, look at that. I've got a soldier ready already. But you can still part You don't have to come up yet, okay? You can stay where you are until you are required. Angel of the Lord, you are not in the story just yet. So just stand back from the limelight. Okay, so first of all, we require King Herod. So I can just see King Herod getting dressed. Now, King Herod, if you'd like to make your way out here. King Herod, okay. King Herod, he's particularly nasty. Okay. That's right. Boom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's right. So, King Herod is particularly nasty. And he's so nasty that he gets a soldier, there's a soldier somewhere, okay, an unarmed soldier in this instance, to take James the Apostle, wherever James the Apostle is. Oh, we've got a spare soldier. Okay, Simon, you can be James. And the soldier, tragically, but without injury, okay, Eddie, puts, puts, James, puts, puts James to death. <laughs> okay, sad. <laughs> okay, sad times for the Christian church. Herod is a bad guy, okay? So the church are really, really worried, and they're praying earnestly, but the Jews are really happy, okay? So you can be Jews for the moment. The Jews are really happy that James has been put to death. Awful, awful stuff. Now, it's around the time of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So the Jews are all enjoying their unleavened bread. Okay, yeah, good, good. When Peter, where is Peter? Do we have a Peter? Thank you. We've got a Peter. Peter is seized, so we can just have some members of the public, Mark, you'll do, to seize Peter and throw him into prison. And prison's here. Okay, right. There he is. So that's it. Kneel down. Yeah. So Peter is seized and thrown into prison. Now, Herod decides that because Peter is a really serious captive, he needs four battalions 
of four soldiers each to guard Philip, to guard Peter. Now, battalions, you're all at separate tables. Okay, so in a little while, you can, you can make your way back to your tables. But essentially, Peter is such a dangerous captive that we have got 16 soldiers guarding Peter. Okay, now, now guys, you're the church, okay? So Peter is kept in prison, but the church is earnestly praying for Peter. So please, can we hear some earnest prayers? A bit more earnest. Yeah, some earnest prayers for Peter. Now, Peter is asleep in jail. So Peter, you might want to take your shoes off. You're going to need to take your shoes off. Yeah, and, and you need to go to sleep. So if the guards want to just step back so we can still see Peter, that's it. Okay, so Peter is asleep in jail the night before his trial. And he's in chains. He's been put in chains. So there we go. Peter is all chained up in jail. Sad times. Okay, thank you. The chains are spectacular. When the angel of the Lord appears... <laughs> wow, that was quite special. And the angel of the Lord, gently please, strikes Peter on the side and wakes him up. <laughs> now, get up, says the angel. Get up. And the chains fall off, Peter. Wow, that's quite spectacular. The chains fell off. Peter, now the Bible tells us this. The angel says... Put on your cloak and sandals. Follow me. Put on your cloak and sandals. Well, sandals. You should have had Moses' shoes. And follow me. Peter thought he was seeing a vision. Now, battalions of gods at this point, if you could station yourself through the church, that would be great. So station yourself in kind of groups at different points. Right, so we need four groups of soldiers. So you can be the first group, second group. Yeah, that, that'll just about do it. Okay, so the angel took Peter past the first set of soldiers. Okay, and soldiers, you can be maybe snoring. You're like asleep at this point. You're just going to miss it completely. Past the second group of soldiers, past the third group of soldiers, past the fourth group of soldiers, then the iron gate of the city which is round about the buffet table, miraculously opens. Peter walks down the street free and the angel disappears. <laughs> That's it, the angel's gone. <laughs> okay, Peter goes to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark. So where's Mary, the mother of John Mark? Okay, there's Mary, the mother of John Mark. And he knocks on the door loudly. A servant girl called Rhoda. Where's Rhoda, our servant girl? Have we got a Rhoda? Brilliant. Comes to the door and hears Peter's voice. But she doesn't open the door because I presume she's a bit frightened. So she runs back to the other disciples and says, Peter's at the door. They're, they're kind of here. And they say, you must be mad. They think she's out of her mind. But Peter keeps on knocking at the door. 
Very good. I like that bit of improvisation. Keeps on knocking. Knocking even louder. <laughs> Very good, Kirsty. <laughs> you can always rely on your curate. So then, finally, the door is opened and they discover that Peter's there. And they're delighted. Hooray! Peter is free. However, Peter is like, I can't stay here because it's not safe. So he disappears off and goes into hiding. And the disciples go to tell James and the others now. Exciting times. Peter is free. In the morning, Herod is furious. <laughs> and what he does is he commands the search and he kills all the guards. So guards, I'm sorry about that. Your time has come. <laughs> no, Eddie, no. <laughs> right. That's it. The guards, are, the guards are all dead. Herod, if you can come back here. In the next bit of the story, and I googled this to check it was right, it doesn't end well for Herod. It doesn't end well. I'm really sorry. There's a public, there's a public kind of gathering, and Herod's like full of how big he is, and he says he's as good as God. And the Bible tells us, I'll read you exactly what it says, okay? It says, on the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, this is the voice of a God, not of a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord, oh, we'll, we'll imagine it. Okay, oh no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's back. The angel of the Lord is back. Bit quicker, angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord struck him down. You've got to strike Herod down. But, yeah. And, and are you ready for this? Herod was eaten by worms and died. So here's the end of the story. Okay, Eddie. But the word of, the God, word of God continued to spread and flourish. So there we are. Right, congregation, give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. Oh, Eddie, thank you. Enough now. The dramatic moment is over. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Well, you all entered into that spectacularly well. Now, the point of that story it's one of those stories in the Bible, isn't it, that we read and we're really glad it's there because it shows us the incredible things that God is able to do, things that perhaps we have never seen the like of. Have you ever seen someone miraculously escape from prison? I have not. I've read stories of similar things happening in places like China, and they are incredible stories. But sometimes, in the midst of our normal lives, we need a reminder that we serve a God who can break chains and do the impossible. Does anybody feel like in the grip of their normal life, they need a reminder like that? Because I know that that's something that I need to hold on to. Now, I haven't got a clear answer for you today about why God 
does miraculous and impossible things sometimes and not others. Because I've prayed bold prayers before and I've not seen the answer that I wanted to see. But we cannot doubt when we read texts like this that there are those times when God, by the power of his, his Holy Spirit, breaks chains and does impossible things. And in the middle of our ordinary lives right now, whatever it is that we're dealing with that is holding us or that seems impossible to work through, I want to just remind you today that God sees the impossible. He hears your prayers. He sees those things that hold us, that are so strong that we don't think we can get past them. And he says, I understand and I know and I have the power to break the chains. It can feel sometimes a little bit frightening to pray for those things that we really, really long to see. And sometimes I know in my own life, I just need that reminder that God, through all of time, has been doing incredible things like the story we just read about. So I want to encourage you today. We were praying before the service and Phil prayed without having a clue what we were talking about today, that chains would be broken. And as I think of what we're dealing with today, that is my prayer for each of us, that the chains that wrap us up, and they might be mental chains of thought patterns that grind us down, or they may be physical chains of illness that we feel overwhelmed by, or they may be circumstantial chains of dealing with things, situations at work or in relationships that we just can't shift by ourselves. Whatever those things are, we follow a God who can break chains. And that is good news, isn't it? And the amazing thing about this story is, yes, the church was praying. The church was interceding for Peter. But Peter was asleep when God came and broke his chains. It wasn't all about Peter's capacity to stand firm, to fight, to be powerful. He was fast asleep in jail, all his own power taken away. And God came into the middle of that situation and set him free. So whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life, Let's entrust ourselves again to a God who can set us free. And let's be the church that knows what it is to be liberated and as a result seeks to bring freedom to others. Because that is where the real power is. Does that sound good? Yes. So let's pray together. 
Holy Spirit, we are reminded that you are able to do impossible things. You're able to do incredibly more than all we're able to ask or imagine. And so as we think about our own lives, you might want to call to mind a situation or some circumstances or an issue or whatever it is that feels unmovable. Something that feels like it has wrapped you up in chains. And as we offer those things to Jesus, we don't rely on our own strength. We don't rely on our capacity to sort things out for ourselves. We say, come Lord Jesus, come Holy Spirit by your grace, by your presence, and set your people free today. You are the great liberator, and we invite you to break the chains that have held us. Come Holy Spirit. And as you do that for us, Lord Jesus, help us to become those who would seek the freedom of others. Help us to become those people who will share your freedom and your liberation in every place. And Lord, for those of us grappling with unanswered prayers and places in our lives where we haven't seen the transformation we've longed for, we just offer those places to you too. And we say, come Lord Jesus. We trust you and we love you. And we invite you to fill us afresh. In Jesus' name, amen.